Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 442. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today I have a really good topic. Um, I think it'll be eye-opening and something to consider across the board when it comes to any kind of relationship in your life, romantic, platonic, friendship, business. And I'll start by describing the research that gave me the idea to do this episode. Uh, it's in the title, and it's sometimes referred to as male overperception bias. Uh, more broadly, it's referred to as sexual overperception bias. And it's basically the tendency for people to overperceive someone else's interest in them. Uh, it's more commonly referred to as male overperception bias because it happens more often, uh, no shock here, I suppose, in men, where men tend to overestimate a woman's interest in them. That's the male overperception bias. Men tend to overestimate a woman's sexual interest in them. And then on the flip side, according to the research, women tend to underestimate a man's interest in them. So that's the topic here. Men tend to overestimate a woman's interest in them. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, she loves me. She's smiling at me. So she's into me. She's got a thing for me. I'm the man. While women tend to do the opposite. They underestimate a man's interest in them. I don't know what that would look like. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like me, whatever. Now, the easy stereotype here, of course, is men. I think it's very, very easy to find examples of men being like, oh, yeah, you know, the waitress loves me. Or if a woman even looks in his direction for a guy to be like, oh, she's in love with me. I'm sure you've had friends like this or you've seen it in life at some point. And I'm going to dive into this, but let's talk a little bit about the evolutionary theory behind this tendency first. 
according to the research that I found, um, there's, a, there's a bunch of studies and research. One was from colby.edu. Another one here I'm looking at is from Marty, Marty G. Hasselton. Um, that these both basically point to our evolution as a starting point for this type of behavior. I'm reading it here. It says, since men don't have to go through the laborious journey of child rearing in order to pass their DNA along, they're naturally inclined to be more attentive to the possibility of sex as it's less costly for them to replicate their genes than it is for women. So I read that. Okay. Um, okay. Makes sense logically, I suppose. But then I also read that, you know, some people, some researchers, experts disagree with the evolutionary angle and they say it's, it's a cultural thing. It's culturally dependent and in cultures and societies where men are expected to initiate advances, sexual relationship advances, um, this is the path that men tend to lead themselves down, assuming interest, even if it's not there. Maybe this is some kind of confirmation bias um, that serves as incentive for men to, you know, shoot their shot more often. So it's a really interesting topic. Um, I dove into it more. It's referred to as air management theory, EMT, which basically says that bias when it comes to sexual interest it's naturally going to exist. And the idea of false positives are naturally going to follow. And air management theory suggests that certain biases can persist through evolution, where the cost of one air is greater than the alternative. And for men, a pulse, a false positive bias would be, you know, oh, she loves me, even if she doesn't. That is less costly than a false negative. She doesn't love me, even if she does, right? The alternative is a missed shot in the instance where she was interested in him, but he didn't realize it. And so he doesn't want to miss that chance and not pass along his genes. So he shoots his shot more often, right? This is the idea of, of false and false positives in air management theory. But I'll end the science lesson here. But just this idea was new to me. I haven't heard it before, but... It's interesting, I suppose, and it's definitely supported by my observation in the wild um, and of men's behavior in general. But what can we take from this from a mindfulness perspective for men, for women, for anyone, regardless of how you identify or the type of relationship you're looking for? Well, I have a thought here. And before I get to it, I will say that when it comes to men in particular and this alleged over-perception bias... I think the the clear read between the lines point here is that this overperception bias for men causes a lot of wrong behavior, wrong, aggressive, one-sided behavior. And it goes without saying that that should be condemned, right? No overperception, no evolutionary tendency should be accepted in life when a woman says no, when a woman is not interested, no matter the roots culturally, evolutionary or otherwise. Just want to make that clear, right? So we're not, we're not passing blame or anything like that. That is clearly wrong. Here we're just looking at the roots of this, maybe, and we're looking at it through the mindfulness lens. But I want to talk about this idea of perception in dating for men and women, either over-perception or under-perception. Because if you think about it, this really is the cause of so many issues when it comes to dating. The assumptions we make early on. Oh, they really like me. Oh, they. why would they like me, right? Either way. And either way, over-perception or under-perception, we're left to our own flawed human judgment when it comes to gauging someone else's interest in us. And that makes sense, I suppose, because romantic, sexual, emotional interest is inherently vague. It's inherently implicit. That's just the way it is. It's rarely an explicit thing. 
people rarely are super upfront and clear in dating, at least early on. And so there we are. We're left to our own flawed devices to understand if someone is interested in us. Are they interested in us after two or three dates or whatever? And because of that, we're left to our own flawed perception. We often misunderstand each other. No shocker there. And it seems, based on some of this research and insight, that men tend to go to a place of over-assuming a woman is interested in them, while women do the opposite. But let's get away from the science and the studies. You know, maybe it's accurate, maybe it's not. I'm sure it is, to a point, but maybe it's not 100% of the time. It's nuanced. So let's talk about how we can stop putting ourselves in situations where we either over-assume interest or under-assume interest. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Let's talk about how we can stop overthinking things. And instead of being left to making judgment from a place of flawed perception, let's go to a place of logic where we can use mindfulness to say, this person is interested in me or this person is not interested in me. That's a place that checks whatever evolutionary tendencies we might or might not have and instead relies on a framework of mindfulness and logic to say, here is why yes or here is why no. So that you can resist assumptions, you can resist talking yourself into something that isn't right for you or talking yourself out of something that is right for you. So 
when thinking about this, right, the subject is, do they want me or do they not want me? We're inherently looking at ourselves through their eyes. And we're either assuming, yes, they do or no, they don't. We're assuming certain things about what they see. And that's good, I suppose, right? It's good to be able to consider how other people see you, to get out of your head and consider that. But again, if we're leaning into certain tendencies, either evolution or learned behavior, we're either going to think we're amazing or we're more amazing than we really are, or we're going to discount what we offer for no good reason. So we have to find a way to observe ourselves through a lens that is honest and not at the whim of wishful thinking or self-doubt. And the truth that I come back to time and time again in mindfulness that I think is particularly relevant here is that anything in life, everything in life, comes down to the idea of reciprocity. That is, what you deserve, what you want, is 100% based on what you are willing to do. Reciprocity. If you are willing to be honest, open, consistent, and supportive, you deserve the same in a partner, right? I say it all the time. This is how we define our worth. And this is how we stay rooted rooted in our worth, even when we're not given those things right away. Our willingness and our follow-through in doing those things ourselves is what gives us the right to expect them in return. Maybe not in the timeline we want, but you are always worthy of those things if you do them yourself. It's just a matter of time. And when it comes to the idea of do they want me or not, do they like me or not, Yes, sure. Practically, we could do all the things that I talk about on here a lot. We can look at their behavior. Do they make promises? Do they keep promises? Do they follow through? Are they interested and consistent, right? We certainly have to do this. We have to look at their behavior. We have to be practical. Are they shitty texters? Do they communicate? How do they act around you? Are they eager, enthusiastic, practical stuff? But I think we should go deeper here, right? If we are looking at ourselves and we're looking at some kind of bias in ourselves, or just some kind of tendency that we have, either a tendency that amps us up too much, maybe gets us too excited, too bought into potential, or a bias that talks us out of what someone might see in us, that's self-doubt, imposter syndrome, I think we have to return to a place of reciprocity. We have to bring the lens back to us, back to ourselves. And what I recommend is as follows. Say this, say this to yourself, to yourself, say, here are three things that I need to see in someone else that would get me interested in them. We're flipping it here. Here are three things that I need to see in someone else that would get me interested in them. Three things. So pick those three things, broad, important, powerful things. Don't pick small, specific behaviors, but do, do the big, important things that you know what they look like and are important to you. One, two, three, maybe honesty, vulnerability, sense of humor, right? Those are very important to you and you want to see them in a partner. And if you see those behaviors in someone else, you're saying, yes, I would be interested in them because of those behaviors. That is what makes me interested in them. But now again, we're not answering the question of if you are interested in someone else, we're addressing the question of if they are interested in you so that you don't overthink it or overperceive it or underperceive it. And so now, with those three things in mind, hold yourself to that standard. If you say that you would be interested in someone who does those things, by logic, by reciprocity, it stands that if you do those things, then someone else would likely be open to being interested in you because of what you do, because of what you bring to the table. Again, you could pick any three things, but just be honest about them and be sure to consider them through the lens of reciprocity. 
And now when looking at someone else, you maybe you're two to three dates in, whatever, and you're starting to wonder if they want you, if they like you, if they're interested in you, instead of over-perceiving, under-perceiving, going to this place, look at your own behavior and hold yourself to the standard that you said you hold other people to in order for you to be interested in them. You're going to take perception bias out of the picture. You're going to say, do I do these three things? Have I made it clear to them that I do these three things? Yes? Good. That is it. From here on out, their interest in you is predicated on that fact. No assumption, no bias, nothing. If they don't bite on what you bring to the table, if they're not buying what you're selling, if they're not picking up what you're putting down, no perception either way is going to help you. Look at your behavior from the third person. You are communicating openly, you're honest, you're confident, you're funny, you're driven, whatever. Again, the three things you said attract you to someone else. If you are doing those things yourself, that's all you need to know. No additional perception is going to help, either by inflating your sense of attraction, your attractiveness to them or potential, or talking yourself out of what you have to offer. You don't need to assume either way. All you need to do is show up, do those things, and if they're not received, well, that's okay. Because again, you've established your interest in other people based on their effort and behavior, and so their interest in you should be based on your effort and your behavior. And if it's not attractive enough for them, that's okay, but you're not going to devolve into overthinking and bias, right? Does that make sense? Really, what I'm trying to encourage us to do is to move away from emotional reactions to other people early on in dating, to get away from confirmation bias, to look at your own behavior instead and say, here are the things I do and here are the things I hold myself accountable to. And if it's not attractive for them, that's fine. If it is attractive for them, that's great. But you're taking the perception out of it and instead you're looking at behavior, theirs and yours, most specifically here, yours. That's you saying, I tried my hardest. I'm not going to assume either way because that's all I have to offer. I have a lot to offer. It's a lot that I have, but I'm not going to buy into any perception that overhypes myself or underhypes myself. I'm right here. I'm in the middle. I'm focused on action. That's you just knowing what you have to offer. And if it's attractive, good. If it's not, okay, but you're not going to psych yourself up and you're not going to psych yourself down or out, right? Very practical here. At the end of the day, I'm encouraging you to return to your worth. And that is you hold yourself accountable to doing the things you say you want in a partner. And you couple that with knowing all the amazing things you bring to the table and that you actually do. And if that's not enough for someone else to be attracted to you, so be it. We're done. No chasing, no talking, no, no talking yourself up, no talking yourself out. We're just done. But before you jump to any conclusion, either way, oh, you know, she loves me or oh, he would never like someone like me. Before we do any of that, you do the things first. You do the things first. You do the things that you say would attract you to someone else. You show them what you have to offer. Not over the top, not over eager, like you're trying to prove something. You're just rooted in reciprocity, in logic, in action, rather than assumption or perception. So to answer the question that we're poking and prodding on here, do they want me? Are they interested in me? Well, the only way to know is to give them something to want in the same way that you need to want something in a partner in order for you to be interested in them. Do those things. 
Do the things you say you want in a partner, and that is it. No chasing, no extra, nothing. That's just you doing the things you want in a partner and letting that do the talking. That's you saying, here I am, here's what I have to offer, and if it's not good enough, that's okay. I'm only interested if they're interested, and I know what I have to offer. That's as far as you go with any perception or any assumption. It's a focus on action, yours and theirs. So that's it. I'll end it there. Just something to think about that I thought was really interesting uh, in reflecting on that research that I found. So I hope this was helpful. If it was helpful for you, I'd be very grateful if you could take 30 seconds right now to give the show a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. Very helpful. I appreciate it. Thank you. But that is it. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece with nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.